Hello everybody, Smoking Lady J here, back with another smoke break with Lady J. How's everybody doing? I hope this podcast finds you doing well, and if you're not well, then I hope you are working towards becoming well. I have a lot to say. The problem is organizing the thoughts to where they make sense to where you're getting your point across without confusing people, where you're not fucking beating around the bush to get your point across. I'm all about trimming the fat from my stories. Like, let's just fucking be blunt and honest and get right down to fucking business. So I've been thinking about this episode for two weeks now because I did not record last week. My bad, yo. And the problem is where to begin. It's always the problem, right? So sometimes you gotta just hit record and start going. Tonight I observed some behavior that I've observed in the past and I guess just in recent times, it's just starting to bother me more and more. Drunk people are like the worst, right? And the worst is a very vague thing to say, right? Because fucking people that are on drugs are bad too. Like, I don't know, there's, I guess there's no worse. But here's one of the reasons why drunk people are the worst. Because people that are drunk don't give a fuck about what you're saying. They just want to make sure that they have a moment to get their own shit across. They're going to fucking bulldoze the conversation. You could literally sit there and talk to a drunk person and be like, yeah, I smoke crack on the weekends with my kids right in the car with me. I fucking give hand jobs for fucking heroin. I fucking dry hump for days to get a fucking joint. Like, you could literally, like, say anything and drunk people would just not even hear you. They're just going to skate right over it and continue to talk about them. I work in a restaurant and I'm a bartender, so I'm one of those people that are, like, getting you drunk. <laughs> it's my job to get you drunk. Safely, of course. And tonight, as we were, like, trying to wind down the evening and, like, close out, one of our regulars was in. He's a townie. He's married. Going through a divorce. And he is in love with me. (laughs) He's in love with me. He's a very nice guy. He's in his mid-50s. He's been married since fucking bread was invented. He's got two kids. And he's very nice. He's a very, very nice man. But after tonight's conversation, I've realized that he has not listened to jack shit that I've said. Because the subject of comedy came up. I'm pretty yawn because I'm tired as fuck. But the subject of comedy came up. 
And it was me, him, and one of my managers having this discussion about good comedians. And surprisingly, my manager was like, do you ever listen to Tommy Segura? <laughs> and I was like, fuck yeah, bro. You ever hear her, his wife, Christina P? Because if you don't know, now you know. And uh, yeah, so I got the ball rolling. And so this regular was like, um, do you like comedy? And I'm like, dude, I've known you for seven months and comedy is my life. So yeah, he doesn't listen. He doesn't listen. And that's a huge problem because I'm so sick of speaking and not being heard, which maybe is part of the reason why I have a podcast. So I can feel like I'm being heard. So I can feel like my voice matters. Even though, like, maybe, like, most of the time I feel like I'm just talking shit. I'm just kind of fucking spouting off at the mouth to kill airtime, right? Nothing I say really matters. But that's my insecurity speaking. Oh, my God. So much yawning. So, yeah, we got on the subject of comedy. And I explained how, like, my number one comedian that I have not met yet and that, like, is my mecca, my holy grail, everything to me, is Joe Rogan. And it's not just because he's hot. Because let me tell you, he is a fine example of the male gender. He's fucking hot. Like, he's fucking hot. But it's bigger than that. It's because... With his podcast from back in the day, when him and Red Band were doing it, it changed my life. He opened my mind. He made me look at life a totally different way. And because of him, I met people like Joey Diaz, Tom Segura, Ari Shafir. You know, like, I've been blessed in that sense that if I had never listened to a Joe podcast, God only knows what my fucking life would be right now. So I'm talking to this cat at the bar, and I'm like, so my, one of my goals in life is to get to L.A. and go to the comedy store, because I feel like that is the perfect setting for me to meet Joe Rogan. And all of a sudden, this dude's like, I'll go. I'll go to L.A. You want to go? Let's go. And, like, this dude's a civil engineer. He works, like, he inspects bridges for a living. He's got, like, lots of pretty pennies. He's got a lot of money. He could totally be my sugar daddy. Problem is, I'm not that girl. I don't care how much money you have. It's not going to make me, like, giddy to the point where I, where I'm going to include you in things just so you can pay for them. Look, I make my own money. And the money that I make is all right. It's all right. I'm not getting civil engineer money, but bitch, I'm getting bartender money, and that's still pretty fucking good. So for me, for anyone, anyone to want to go with me to the comedy store, I don't know. It makes me fucking weird. It makes me fucking feel weird. Especially considering the fact that you didn't even know that I was into comedy when I've been telling you that for seven months. So strike one for the good guy who's married and trying to get his rocks off mid fucking divorce proceedings he's a great dude I just I can't I can't do it I cannot be involved with another married man at least not for the foreseeable future because as of now I'm still trying to end a four-year relationship as a mistress and it's fucking killing me it's literally fucking killing me 
And there's some truth for you. I've dropped hints on previous episodes here. And I've been struggling with the idea of actually just blurting it out and speaking my truth. And I feel like now is the time. Not that I owe anybody that. Like, that is a secret that people take to the grave. And, you know, I I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't be admitting it. But at the same time, I need to heal from it. I need to move forward from it. I need to remember that I'm worthy of so much more than being a mistress. And it's hard to remember that because to be a mistress in the first place, you have to be pretty fucked up, right? Except for those women and men who get involved with married people not knowing that they're married. When you know someone's married and you willingly become a participant, then you better fucking strap on your seatbelt and fucking get ready because you're about to be destroyed. No matter how long you think it's going to last or no matter how strongly you feel that that person will eventually leave their significant other to be with you, it's not happening. It's never going to happen. And I'm only speaking for myself. I cannot speak for anybody else in this situation because the affair that I was a part of began innocently is that even possible to say like that's the reality that we thought we were living we were just gonna have sex like i was just gonna be his little whore because i'm a fucking dirty little bitch that's some fucking truth about lj dirty little bitch and after what fucking four months this dude was promising me the world I'm leaving my wife for you. You make me happier than anybody's ever made me in my life. I've never believed in people meeting. You name it, it was said. And that was never the intention to begin with. The intention was fun, which is fucking dumb. Like, I was fucking dumb to get involved in the first place. Not only was this man married, but he was my boss. He was my fucking boss. So I fucking, you know, go big or go home, right? Like, I fucking went in. I went all in. And I fell in love. Now my cigarette went out, and now I'm sad because I gotta relate that shit. I'm sorry for the sniffles, but it's fucking 10 degrees here. I'm sniffling. But... after a while, you know, shit went sour. I won't bore you with the details and the mundane events that have transpired over the past fucking four years, but I'll bring it here right now in this moment. And in this moment, my married dude, we're going to call him Tarzan. As you've heard in previous episodes, this is my Tarzan because at the end of the day, I feel like he's always coming to fucking save me from shit. And he's helped put me in, if that makes sense. It's like, uh, but there's like a meme, a meme, a meme, how do you say it? That says, there are people in world, okay, I'm paraphrasing. There are people in life <laughs> that will push you off a cliff just to run to the bottom and catch you to say that they caught you. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, I realize that's so, so. 
basically there are people that are going to destroy you and then in the end like turn around and be the ones there for you just so they can say that they were there for you like and that's what I'm trying to figure out right now in the time that I've had this ongoing affair I've also had an on and off relationship with Lucifer who again I've discussed in previous episodes and Lucifer lives up to his fucking name he fucking lives right up to that shit He's a fucking douchebag, dude. He's a fucking douche. So I've always had these two men. And I'm my always four years, four and a half years. These are my two main bitches. <laughs> They're my main bitches. And I have a side bitch, too. That's my cowboy. And he's my cowboy because one night when I went to his place to hook up, he literally wore a fucking thong, speedo, and cowboy boots to answer the door. And he lives in condos, okay? So it's like a shared fucking entrance. And he literally came to greet me at the door in a fucking speedo, thong, and cowboy boots. That's my cowboy. We had really, really good sex that night. Because I apparently fucking men in thongs fucking turns me on. Who fucking knew? But as of now... <laughs> My Tarzan is halfway across the world. Not the world, the country. I mean, the United States is not the world. It's a very fucking small area on the scale of things. But they're in fucking Denver for their annual manager's meeting, which they go to a different location every year. And every year, him and I fight right before he goes on this vacation for whatever reason. I sound like the wife. I sound like a fucking wife. Like, well, my husband is always leaving me for business. No, like, I'm the fucking mistress. I'm the whore. I'm the dirty little hamster. And we've been fighting, like, hardcore for a solid three fucking weeks. Because we've reached a point in our situationship where we've decided to go our separate ways. (laughs) We're going our separate ways. We've been going our separate ways for two fucking years. And we just don't ever fucking do it. And it's so easy for people. Mm, This is going to come out wrong. I'm going to say it. It's easy for people not involved in the situation to fucking sit in judgment. Super easy. I get it. I'm a piece of shit. I knew what I was getting into. I know that I deserve more. But on the other hand, like, do I? Like, do I deserve more? Or do I just deserve what I get? Because I'm putting myself in the situations. I'm not a fucking victim. Yes, I do believe that we can be manipulated by certain people in our lives, but at the end of the day, when you're an adult, you have a choice and you decide. Like, as I mentioned last week, what you allow is what will continue. Situations don't change until you're ready to change it. And I've been thinking that, like, I'm ready to change a situation, but my heart fucking hurts when he's not in my life. And we talk every day. We literally talk every fucking day. We don't see each other every day. We no longer work together. So we see each other. Let's see. The last time we saw each other was three weeks ago. Like our pattern is typically every two to three weeks. We do, we, we set time aside and we see one another. We're not always having sex. We haven't had sex in probably three months, but we do sit and talk quietly in parking lots and you know, in cars on the side street or somewhere where no one can see us because we have to be quiet. We have to be sneak a fucking round. 
even though we've tried to transition from lovers who were going to run away together and be together to being just friends, to being intimate friends, to being, you know, like emotional affair partners, like there's been different levels of this deceit. And I just, I can't do it anymore. Like I say that, I say that a lot and it should be fucking easy. It should be so easy, especially because I think for sure he's having an affair with another person. (laughs) And I laugh. I'm going to laugh saying that because who the fuck am I to even get mad if he, if he is doing that, like, cool, more power to you. But like, it needs to end. Unfortunately, it needs to end. And the point that we're at right now is that he wants to make things better at home. So we decided to go separate ways, blah, blah, blah. And I told him straight up, like, you want to like, quote unquote, fix your marriage that's been broken since before you even got married 10 years ago. Tell her the truth. Fucking open up and just fucking own it. Tell her the fucking truth. Let her have the option on whether or not she wants to continue to give you a chance. Because if you're going to go in and be like, oh, I'm going to do everything I can to fix it, then you're already starting off on the wrong foot by being a liar. Like you, you fucked up. You fucked up big time, big time. We both fucked up. And whoever this other mistress is, like if she's for real or if that's just rumor, I don't know. I don't give a fuck. I don't care. I don't care. It's right now in this moment. It's losing someone who I thought was very vital in my life. It's facing reality that like I allowed myself to get involved with someone knowing that I was going to end up alone, right? It's a mind fuck, like no matter what, like I'm not looking for your sympathy. I'm just looking for you to understand that I've been hiding this deep, dark fucking secret for a long fucking time, a long fucking time. And now that he's across the country, we're texting a lot. He's been texting me all fucking day. And I don't know. Oh, I do know. I do fucking know. I know. I know the answer. So why is it a struggle? Why does my cigarette keep going out? This is not even like to mention Lucifer. Because he's a whole other day, a whole other fucking episode. He's an ass. They're all asses. I'm an ass. I'm an asshole, y'all. I'm a fucking asshole. So my big moment of truth is here. It's in this episode. It's, it is coming to terms with who I am as a person. And overall, the results are in. And it's not good. If Maury Povich was here right now, he would be like, give me the envelope. And he'd try to unseal it. And he'd be like, I'm sorry, LJ. You have no decency. You have no morals. You have no values. You have no self-respect. You have no fucking boundaries. You just let married men fuck you. You let narcissists fuck you and just fucking ignore you for the rest of your life. And you let married men going through divorces come into your place of employment and flare with you. For what? Because I have low self-esteem, right? I have daddy issues. So I'm going to deal with this shit for the rest of Fuck that noise. Period. End of story.
speaking your truth. So how far do you go in speaking your truth? In my case, when it's an affair with a coworker, obviously rumors were floating around. Obviously there were questions. Some people had, you know, some people approached me on them. Others chose to speak behind my back. I left that company a year ago in November. And since then, it still followed me. Like I still bump into old coworkers down at the bar, or, like anywhere, like at Target, you know, anywhere at the movies. Like I fucking met a homegirl three weeks, like three weeks ago, like a couple of days before I saw this dude for the last time. I met this old coworker after not seeing her for a year. And the first question out of her mouth is, are the rumors true? Do you really have something going on with him? And if so, good for you. But he, you know, like, and she just going on, like, I'm doing, like, it's been a year. Why is this what people are still talking about? And as the time goes on, I flip flop a lot. I fucking flip fucking flop a lot because I get angry. I get really fucking angry that like I was sold the promise, even though like I, whatever, like I fucking was sold the promise. I was sold one thing. I was delivered something else. And now I no longer work there. I have no friends here in person because they all know I'm a fucking liar. So why would I fucking be friends with them? And he goes home to his wife every night. He goes and he's cozy in his bed and he gets to be Mr. Perfect general manager of the restaurant. No fucking worries. Like perfect hair, the ass on this man. I could tell you, oh my God, the fucking ass. You know that, what is that, jaw rule? It must be the ass that got me like that. Right? Word. Nice fucking ass. There's a lot of things. We've shared a lot of fucking things. And for a long time, I've considered him one of my best friends. But now it's at a crossroad. He has told me repeatedly that he is going to tell her. He's going to tell her the truth. He's going to tell her. He's going to fucking tell her. And it's not to be with me. It's not like the intentions that were set years ago where he was going to leave her for me. That is not what this is. What this is, I hope, like the super optimistic side of me, what this is, is him trying to correct a wrong. Him trying to do the right thing by his wife and his kids. And you know what? People survive infidelity. They fucking do. They really, really do. But it begins with honesty. And I don't think he's ever going to have the balls to fucking do it. I don't think he's ever going to do it. And I've threatened to do it. I've threatened to be the one to go and tell her recently. Probably within the last six months, I've threatened it several times. And I just can't. Like, I get so angry. And I'm like, I'm going to tell her myself. I'm going to fucking do it. And then I'm like, I can't, I can't do it. I can't be the one to break her. And I don't know if that's because I don't want to be the one to break her or because I can't word it perfectly in an email or in a letter or whatever. If I just can't find the right words, I've written letters and deleted them and fucking burned them. What do I gain from that? What the fuck does any mistress, unless you were duped, like, if you're duped not knowing that someone is married, by all means, fucking blow their shit up. But those other ones, those of you that are like me, that knowingly get involved in the situation, what right do you have to tell his wife, period, or her husband? 
if you know what you're getting into. So that's where I'm at. I'm like, I want to expose him because I feel like he's lost nothing. I feel like I've lost everything. I feel like my life is in shambles while his is fucking white picket fence and everything's perfect. And I'm just going to go around destroying people because I can, because I have a nice ass. <laughs> okay. It's more than the ass guys, but you know, I'm funny. Oh, I just want to fucking scream. I know what I need to do and I'm trying I'm Okay, I'm not even trying. I'm trying a little bit. Mm-hmm. Recording this podcast is trying. Because I've been tr- debating, like I said, speaking this truth or not. Simply because I don't know who's going to fucking listen. And with it being a small town, things get around. I just, I don't, I don't know. I don't fucking know. I'm trying so hard to be authentic and like real, right? And I've heard the phrase from Joey Diaz who says, check your skeletons before they check you. Like, get your shit in, in control before they fucking come back to haunt you. And this affair is one of my skeletons. I hate living a lie. I hate not being able to say, you know what? Like, that's my best friend. He's my boy. Like, he's my person. He's married. He's married as fuck, bro. He's married. But, you know... <laughs> I'm a fuck up. I'm a fucking fuck up. But I'm not allowed to admit it anywhere. Until now. Until now where I'm trying to just fucking make sense of something somewhere. And understand why the universe would put two people together. Only to rip them apart. And what good is there in that? Aside from, you know, you learn to not trust. I mean, is that a bonus? Am I winning? Because I don't trust anybody. But also, you know, whatever it is, what it is. I'm a mess, you guys. It's part of my story. It's part of what's going on. I'm off at work tomorrow. Thank fucking Christ, because I need to sleep. I'm delirious. There's a whole lot more to come. But that's the gist of it. It's so hard to say goodbye. Is that a voice that's on? But it's true, and that's a song that just came into my head. Deep breaths. Right? One day at a time. One hour at a time. Sometimes it's one second at a time. Because everything changes. Have a great day. I love you all. Thank you for listening. And thank you for accepting.